0: Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio, Joseph here with Jesse. Hey Joseph. We're here again. We're here again. And um Time for coffee. Beautiful. Should that be our should that be our opener to all our episodes now? Uh no. Okay. Uh we're drinking the last bit of this this uh, Sumatra from last week. It's cooling right now. Yeah, next. another shout out to Nick for sending us his bag of coffee. Yep. Uh, it's
1: delicious. Cooling off. I almost like it better as it cooled off the the sweetness really started coming out of it.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the, the roastiness kind of subsides a bit, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, get more of that fruitiness coming out. Yeah. So this coffee came from Sumatra. Mm-hmm. It's a long ways away. <clears throat> that is, uh, we were talking about doing an episode on Sumatra, but I think we're going to, there's gonna a lot to talk about else. that
1: origin. Yeah. I think yeah. that we're going to have some cool things. I feel like there's an interview perhaps. It might even be a series because it's a kind of an indicator for where the industry is changing and. People mm-hmm. taking their coffee more seriously. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. But one of those things more. is that it's Sumatra; it's a long ways away. What does that mean? Right? Like, <laughs> what does it mean? It's from Sumatra. Like yeah. Where did what happens to the coffee? And so we touched on some of this when we did the Green Room episode a few episodes back. Um, I highly recommend going back and listen to that because there's a lot of information about what coffee does once it gets right. off the truck
0: here. Yeah, I was um, certainly pretty overwhelmed in that episode, just walking around the masses of coffee and and how that. Even even walking around at like the what was it half an IKEA's worth of like green coffee right. stacked everywhere, knowing that that was only a fraction of what's going to be
1: in actuality, like three months worth of coffee because yeah. they move about a, a million pounds a week in and out.
0: Three months for this region, yeah, of the world of the one
1: warehouse, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. a single warehouse, yeah. Um, I know it's it's absolutely amazing. I guess that's where this episode idea kind of touched, and I, I I thought it was worth sharing this. Um is just kind of the, the magnificence of the supply chain of how we get coffee. But we drink a lot of coffee yeah, in we this do. world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I drink half of it, but I think the rest of the world also drinks a lot of coffee. Uh, it's about 3 billion cups of coffee a day, and everybody has their coffee routine. I think I read that about 87% of Americans consume coffee on a daily basis. and
0: That's right. That was actually in the uh, the Forbes article from last. Oh, it was, yeah, totally. Um, I forgot to, yeah, no, that's a uh, we so, didn't touch on that.
1: You know, I mean there's all these stats about how we how how much coffee we drink and all this stuff, but it's really it's it's a it's a it's a marvel of engineering in that just in time service that we have coffee the way that we have coffee currently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's because of this automation that's happened over the last like post-World War two, that we just have been distracted from it. So, you know, the the common denominator in coffee is to just go darker on the mm-hmm. roast so you cover up all the mistakes that can happen along the way. And that's obviously changing, but it's you know, the 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 fact of the matter is it, the supply chain is stayed the same.
0: Uh, so you you mentioned uh, this just in time coffee, uh, and you mentioned it in the last episode as well. And then, uh, but we had to jump. I really back had to pull myself from talking about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can you elaborate more on the idea of this this just in time coffee and why it's why it's important? Yeah. So it's a philosopher that named Justin that. Mm-hmm. figured yeah. <laughs> time. Just in time. Yeah. He has a blog. <laughs>
1: um, and it's as opposed to having like. Um, I know there's a lot more technical words for this, and I I wish that we could have an interview, but we might with Justin. With Justin, yeah, he knows all about time. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Okay, so just in time, meaning that uh, meaning like there's this there's this massive focus on freshness and you have
1: you have a product being created here, a a component of a product being created in let's say China, and it shows up to the factory in in Vietnam Mm -hmm. just in time to be assembled, to be sent off to whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So next piece of the supply chain. So the idea of just-in-time is opposed to having like a warehouse right. like- Well, I the mean, more
0: you store coffee- right? So picture harder... I
1: picture more like a string. So not even to get okay, to copy yet, sure. but like a string. So like one component, it's very logistical. Like, yeah. it, mm-hmm. very, like it follows the system of logistics and math to make sure that this component here, since everybody on the podcast can see my nice little hand yeah. demo. Mm-hmm. This component starts here and it arrives right there. So there's no wasted time or energy or money sitting in like a warehouse storing right. it ready mm-hmm. to go, right? Mm-hmm. So if you picture- Like what Amazon's doing for, you know, you order that immediately, it's just like, boom, 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 follows down the supply chain and ends up at your door. And there's no, you know, the, like the automation of those warehouses, those robots are really limiting all that. And so it's really, it's pretty phenomenal development in our logistics systems that it's even capable. And
0: and just to, just to tag onto that, you know, getting, getting into coffee, I know you're like trying to talk in broader terms, but, um what we learned in the the green coffee warehouse episode is how challenging it actually is to store coffee, right. So the more you have to store it along that, the more it has to sit somewhere, the the worse it is for the coffee. The well, exactly. And so it. that's where I want to
1: get into is that um, there's this whole phenomenon of this just in time. And that's basically where the coffee gets from one place to the mm-hmm. other and or the product. But with coffee, it's, it has to be, it's essential. Yeah. So um, a friend of mine just rants at the just in time system for Manufacturers, especially Mm. American manufacturers, small businesses that don't have that. We don't have the logistics capability to get exactly what we want. Like, I don't have the capability to have my coffee dropped off at 9 a.m. to then roast it by 6 p.m. to have it at your Mm -hmm. door tomorrow morning. Like, it just doesn't work like that. But there is a lot of larger companies that can do that theoretically, right? And so it's just really difficult.
0: I'm not sure anyone can do that in the. From the roasting, but so, that, that, the so roasting that's the thing. So that's the thing is it
1: like the coffee, but this, but the system. Amazon wants us to do that because that's yeah. how Amazon, that's how their systems work. And right. so I just scoff at that whole idea because it's just not how coffee works. And that's what's phenomenal about this, and that's why I feel like this is a topic for it obviously, an episode. But also, it's it's a topic to yeah. really think about where your coffee comes from. Is so you have this incredible supply chain going from one end to the other, but coffee is a, it? It's a live product. Like it's a it's a raw agricultural product that changes, it degasses, it absorbs flavors, it settles out, it, it uh, the moisture evaporates out of it, and so you have to have this supply system that is a hundred percent just in time from these crazy corners of the world like Sumatra.
0: Yeah, I'm kind and of that's, I'm looking for a roast date on this 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 guy Yeah, it just best. wasn't marked. Uh, no, I think, I think it was literally like roasted right before I send it to right. A store. And that's how Which coffee, was, that's yeah.
1: how it basically works. And we saw that bloom on there. Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. had a big bloom yeah. and i we got it about a week ago here. Yeah. So it was probably just like we do. We roast it and ship it out
0: the next day yeah. kind of thing. And, and just to tag on you, you're talking about how Amazon is trying to get, get coffee to kind of obey its system. Right. Like, uh, there is coffee that is quote unquote successful on Amazon and right. that it sells a lot. That coffee is not fresh. It's sitting in warehouses. Right. for long periods of time. It
1: can, and that's why the nitrogen fixing <laughs> is such a big deal in the coffee industry. And that's where you put inert gas inside the coffee yeah. bag, so theoretically it doesn't degas into anything and it can't expand. Whether there's valves and all that, and I just I don't. It's expensive systems. I mean, it's another well, it's it another is, thousands of dollars for me yeah. to get into that in order to get on. Well, the that's shelf a whole another food. whole
0: nother subject, of course, totally. too. But like taking oxygen away from the coffee so that it doesn't degrade, I'm not sure. Like in the testing that we've done, as far as coffee storage goes, like you can, it's still better fresh. (laughs) You can like freeze your coffee for a long period of time, and as soon as you unfreeze it, it tastes like you you roasted it very recently. But it degrades super fast after that. Like that phenomenon, we haven't been able to explore too much. I'm not sure anyone really has. Um, Right, that's a whole other. So I guess here's back to the uh, Justin, Justin's uh, time.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So three billion cups of. Cups a day, yeah. you know, we have a couple cups of coffee or a couple rounds of coffee a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's brewed fresh, you know, certainly in our world it's brewed fresh. It's roasted relatively fresh within a week or two weeks, you know. Um, but coffee's seasonally changing and it travels from these incredible corners from thousands of miles. There's nothing else like this other than oil. Another fuel of our society that we ignore.
0: We ignore the people that it comes from, we ignore all this mm-hmm. stuff. and Even food, I mean, to, to a certain extent food is like, it'd be interesting to explore how the food industry works. Food ter- certainly is. Oh. Um,
1: we tend to know more because we can grow it in North America. Right. Right.
0: You know, um, but there, there's certainly like much of the time of the year you go to the grocery store, you can almost always, certainly in America, you almost always see like fruit of any kind.
1: Exactly. Most of the time that's imported from somewhere else. But even so we get our tomatoes from Mexico. Yeah. You know, so the supply chains aren't that long. And then also
0: those tomatoes are grown and picked and then they are just sent here and you eat them. Right. Coffee is a little bit more complex. so many layers on this. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's
1: phenomenal. So I call it magic. I mean, it really is magic, and it's it's just it's something that we have to respect if we're going to mm. continue drinking no. coffee. And it doesn't. I'm not saying fit like drink no. your single origin hoity toity coffee. Just you, the supply chain that's sitting there, and the number of people touching yeah. this coffee, and the, the amount of systems that we take for granted that brings coffee from the cherry form and the top of a hillside down through the processing, bag, all that stuff. All all the all those burlap sacks are printed. They're all screen printed. The money colors on them, like those were all separate runs on the screen printer. Like all that stuff is a step along the way of the supply chain. The fact that we get this coffee in our hands every
0: day is There's a reason magic. that for centuries it came out of just Yemen and not just because that they had a, they were, you know, keeping people from taking the green coffee out of there but the the logistics that go into growing and exporting and processing all that it's it's monumental but also so just just thinking about um some other details so we in the last episode we talked about um a little bit about the progression of uh mass production of coffee right that kind of thing part of that certainly was the uh um the systems that were put into place, the supply chains that were put into place to get mass produced coffee grown from, you know, where it's grown around the world into uh, using the United States as, a, as an example. Right. So those systems had to be built up. And they then the only reason they were able to be built up was because people got into the mass consumption of coffee. But now we're kind of coming around on the other end where we're more interested in the craft and the specific conscious consumption of coffee. Right. Uh, and now I think we must be approaching a point where we have to change the way that we, right. So this this is, and this is why we're definitely talking about this, but this is why coffee is expensive,
1: like nice coffee is expensive. So we're talking about the supply chain that it's remarkable that it gets from Guatemala onto a boat here. Right. Um, there's a couple of things what you're saying about as far as ownership and why we have what we have, we wouldn't have coffee in the supply chains we have. It wasn't for the colonialism and the, the structure set up. Yeah, hundreds of years ago, as far as extracting resources from impoverished people and making them, well, there's people, that, yeah, right. Like but I, I, mean, that's, I, I so was, so coffee is very much mimicking that, but yeah. it's. Um,
0: I was thinking, I was Trump. thinking that not so much on not so much on the colonialism. I mean, that's <laughs> right. a, that's a that's touch whole other yeah exactly. But but even just the systems of shipping. Wait, right, so. The, Go ahead. That's my point, right? Yeah. So
1: we have these systems based on like, okay, just get all the coffee from the mountains and get it to the processing plant and get on the ships to yeah. North America. We're going to roast the heck out of this. We're going to give it there and nobody's going to care about where the coffee came from. Mm-hmm. So that's the system that we're still basically using Yeah, processing. I mean, it's a, it's a lot more transparent now, but I think specialty coffee is really throwing another tremendous, ridiculous layer into all this because now we have coffee that's grown by a specific farmer mm-hmm. and his name is tagged to that coffee, down Mm -hmm. the hill, through the processing, through the screen printing, onto the trucks, into the warehouses, through all the sales mechanisms that get it into hands like mine. Yep. And so the fact that we have like Octavio's coffee from Colombia, he made 450 pounds of it on his little land, three bags, Mm -hmm. and we got all of it. And that that coffee was separated from the remote hillside up in Colombia, down through the processing, all the way to us, like, so the fact that we, this is why coffee is expensive because ordinarily you just say throw
0: it on the back of the truck and it's just well, region And Honestly, Colombian. just to address that subject, uh, th- th- this is, this is, oh, it could be a whole nother conversation in and of itself. But, um, I see people all the time who will, will point to a coffee that's $19 for a 12 ounce bag, something like that. I don't know. How much is, how much is uh, the Colombian coffee that you have? 12 ounce We bags. do 16, $16 online. for a 12 ounce yep. bag. Okay. Let's say even you drank, you had a bag of that a week, mm-hmm. which that would be a lot for me. I'd probably go through a couple bags of those a month uh, just drinking normally. Right. In the grand right. scheme of things, that's not a lot of money to spend on something that is so critical to everyday right. enjoyment. If you think like, about
1: how much gas you're spending, how much money you're spending on gas and fuel you're like consuming. $40 a
0: month? Okay. Right. You could easily spend that on one night out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on something that doesn't give you as much joy. So I, I that like I said, a whole nother conversation, but maybe we maybe we talk about addressing the way that people I think we call it like about the heartbreak of coffee. The heartbreak of, of coffee coffee business. Anyway, so it's so it's it's it, I think it comes off as expensive because people are used to paying a buck for a brewed cup of coffee. Well, but right. or they're coffee used to going to Costco a, and
1: getting two pounds for five dollars yeah. or six dollars or whatever. Like yeah. it's cheap. But the reason why it's cheap is because they've they've adjusted that supply chain so that you get that cup of coffee in your hand. And the supply chain is just minimalized and you don't yeah. see it everything, at all. Everything else is suppressed and, and, and coffee, bundled together. And, you're suppressing yeah. the people and you're suppressing the quality that that coffee could be. Yeah. You know, and we've got to be more conscious. But of
0: in this other case, $16, you get to enjoy Octavio's coffee. hmm uh, Of which apparently there's only 450 pounds this season ever Green. in the entire friggin' world. Yeah. And you lose Once 15% that goes down down of roasted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty incredible to be able to enjoy yeah. this in this all fairness to the,
1: to the listeners i
0: picked that name but we don't actually have his coffee anymore oh it's gone yeah wow It was so good who, who, who's do you have that, that we could the uh, just as an example for the show um good question uh so i have a sample bag here we're
1: getting our our very fresh cop cro- very fresh crop of colombian coffees mm-hmm. man i give a crop about that though yep. it's so exciting um so we got our pre-shipment samples of the Jose Maria Arazo, which is one of the, one of the two coffees we're buying. So we have, very cool. Uh, we're buying the entire lot again. Uh, this is from shared source importers, really delicious, but this brings up a point. So this is the pre-shipment sample. And this is the sample of coffee taken out of from those farms taken before it gets loaded onto the truck. So after it's been gone through processing, this is the sample that they send. And so we put tentative holds on the coffee, And then we get a post-shipment sample of it after it arrives on this side to make sure that it wasn't messed up. And that's the thing, so the supply chain, not only is it amazing that we have fresh coffee delivered every day to us in cup Mm -hmm. form, but that nothing's messed up about it.
0: Right. Just out of curiosity, um, it would make sense for them to do this, but do they try as much as they can to sell the coffee before it's shipped? Yes, especially companies like Shared Source Because
1: they are loading up 1,200 bags into a container, they wanna make sure that they sell that before they get here as much as you can just be late it's a pre-sale yeah um so yeah that's why we have these we have uh, four samples of Colombian coffees and um they're all amazing very nice Um, so that's the thing is like so coffee it it can get messed up at every single step of the way it's highly absorptive it it, it looks like i mean any kind of diesel fumes anything like that any kind of moisture mold anything along the way that could possibly go terribly wrong like coffee will absorb that and it's going to affect the flavor and so this is our pre-shipment sample because so many things go wrong in the shipping of coffee. Right. Like if there's a strike and the coffee's just sitting out there in the middle of the ocean for two months mm-hmm. and baking in the sun because it wasn't packed in the containers correctly. I mean
0: that makes huge differences in all that and so. A couple other examples I can throw in there. So um, I remember talking with Mokhtar earlier this year because I interviewed him for our kind of follow up story after four years yeah. uh, and he was telling me that as they were figuring out their supply chain uh they had i think it was it was before their before or after their second shipment sometime they had one of their lots of coffee coming in and they had tested it during the 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 production right and and it was going to be like a 92 point coffee or something like that but they got all the coffee in after it was produced and tested it again before shipping it and they it, it had gone down to like 87. yeah and you know still still a really you know good Quality coffee, right. but he held back that shipment because they were trying to reach this level of quality, and went through the entire production process to determine there was one point where the coffee was getting just a little bit too much moisture or something like For that. fermenting too long, just like this, sitting too long yeah. on a
1: patio, or the the moisture was wrong, so the, just this didn't dry one, out on one tiny cycle. thing happened,
0: yep. and and it completely changed the outcome. Uh, which is pretty wild. Uh, the other example is um, this other story that we had in the magazine, and I'll share this issue in the extended show notes once I have it available to download. Uh, this was the story I did with um, Cafe Vita the Woodland, Woodland Park Zoo mm-hmm. a few years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. where Cafe Vita went to um, Papua New Guinea and helped restore coffee growing to a region that hadn't grown and exported coffee for 40 years. So they completely rebuilt the whole um, uh, supply chain for that right but there's a challenge in papua new guinea where the shipping port all the way down at sea level is ridiculously humid yep and you can't store coffee there at all they have all the coffee is stored up in the highlands and they have to bring it down and they bring it down just in time yep. to get to <laughs> the 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 ship to leave yeah uh which is a pretty interesting balance and sometimes it gets held up and then whole right of coffee can be and that's
1: actually why we have what we call monsoon malabar coffee is mm. that's a that's a that's a processing technique in the monsoon humid air of india mm. to what they found was it just it 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 strengthens or creates or the cell structure gets more flexible in the coffee because it gets cured with weird humidity and storms come barometric pressure and stuff like that that then it can last on the crappy wooden ships going to England. So and so and so it, it, the coffee will last on the way to England because it's a very humid long trip.
0: Well this is this is a little bit of a go. sidebar but my understanding was the monsoon Malabar now was a recreation of the coffee because that the, right that coffee they didn't make it intentionally that way to ship on the wooden ships that's how the coffee ended up by the time it arrived where it was going
1: no they did it to cure because it would help with some of the mold like okay. in the, in okay. the, it wouldn't get as funky but it was so, because it happened on the ships automatically so then they kind of recreate those conditions and for whatever uh, reason. but yeah present day we don't need to recreate it no, i no. mean we are recreating because it's not happening but it's a uh,
0: it's That it, it seems like a market. We, we should maybe, maybe look at that in an episode or something. Monsoon Malabar. Yeah. Okay, kind of interesting. Anyways. Can,
1: uh, there'll be a good third crack about that one, too. There's a lot of opinions when it comes to Third Malabar. crack.
0: coffee lovers radio.com. Click that patron link. Third yeah. crack. Third crack. Third crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. <clears throat> Supply chain.
1: Yeah. Um, so that quality control is a tremendous thing that we, we think about all the time. Taste yeah. the miles. Right. Tell
0: me about tasting the miles. There's Guessing. no other
1: food that we consume. That travels nearly the distance, not even close to the distance that we consume coffee at, and especially not a food that we consume on a daily basis. You know, in Washington State where we are here, we're really gifted at having the second most productive agriculture valley in the country, right on the other side of the Cascades from yeah. us. Wa- so Washington is this. a
0: is a magnificent place. I think the only ecological uh, area that the this, this state doesn't have is swampland, something, like something like that. It has mountains, deserts. Yeah. Uh, rainforests, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, we grow a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot yummy. of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, hard, hard, I think it's easy to take it, take it that for granted too, but yeah. exactly. But I mean, the reality is
1: our wheat and things like that basically come from this country. There's not a lot of things. And if, if we don't grow it here, it's grown in Mexico or it's grown, you know, a little bit further south, but most of the food we consume is here hmm. already.
0: Whereas coffee's not, it's grown
1: very distant places.
0: Yeah. For now. I mean, people are starting to figure out how to grow it elsewhere, and maybe that's because that the climate is changing. Is that a threat? <laughs> I Wait, will Climate grow... change is changing, yeah. but you know what? The angle of the Earth and the declination
1: is not changing. It's just that we're losing for now. Altitude. No. <laughs> uh, another topic idea is certainly
0: talking about the climate change. Are you effects telling on coffee. me the Earth is round? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not going to get into that here. <laughs> Ever again. Ever again. Third crack. Uh, yeah. Coffee no. That's a. a that's that to me, that whole sort of taste the miles thing, that just builds into the the magnificence of the fact that I'm holding these farmers' right, wonderful work. Let's and, talk
1: about corruption. Let's talk about guaranteeing that this is the coffee, you know, and that's what Sumatra's really struggled with. And we're going to talk on that in the next episode. But or, actually, had or another a, episode, but about the, where the where the. Who's picking the coffee? Is it the same coffee that you're picking that ends up in the bags that say it is? Is there being switched out? That happens a lot. There's a lot of corruption in there, so they can save it. My friend that went to taste Ethiopian coffees in Addis Ababa, walked out of the cupping because they're all Kenyan coffees. And she was like, these are all Kenyan coffees. Wow. Like, why are you trying to sell them as Ethiopian coffees? I'm gonna taste Ethiopian coffee. Well, because Ethiopian coffees are worth so much at that point, like yeah. that they could sell their Kenyan coffee for a dollar more pound. If they could just get past that person that wasn't paying attention. Interesting. And probably a lot of people did, you know, because it says it's from Ethiopia. So we just assume it is because we trust the supply chain. But at some point that falls apart. So there's some new interesting stuff in blockchain development as far as guaranteeing hmm. the supply chain for coffee and where the money is going about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's come to the open houses.
0: You might. Recognize. Okay. It's cool. That was my rant on. Um, supply chain magic yeah that's really interesting um really cool to think about that kind of stuff also also very much in line with last week's yep episode where we talk all about you know conscious consumption and not just thinking about how your coffee's made but where it's coming from and And i know you and i have had
1: that idea of a podcast where we just literally follow from cherry to cup and go down to costa rica and
0: Oh, yeah. Pick coffee with Diego and bring it back up here. (laughs) An entire episode recorded over months. Yep. (laughs) We'll do that sometime. In a year.
1: Uh, But there's a whole lot of series in there. I would love to hear if anybody of our listeners are involved in the supply chain at some of those areas and have any feedback on what it's like to deal with a just-in-time delivery or if they have pointers or observations that they're seeing any changes or uh, stuff I'm wrong about so I don't lose sleep over it. it would be nice, you know? Like,
0: am I worrying about stuff that I shouldn't be? Are you not worrying enough? Now you're worrying more. Oh, not? Email us. Am I worrying <laughs> enough? I
1: don't know. Oh, no, Joseph. I, I got to go think about this. I don't know um, if I'm worrying. E- enough.
0: Email, email us. Um, joseph at coffeeloversradio.com is what I have set up right now. Should I set up contact? Contact at coffeeloversradio.com? No. Joseph at coffeeloversradio.com. Definitely joseph at coffeeloversradio.com. Okay. That one's definitely going to be there for a while. It is, it is there for at the moment. I mean, maybe that could be a jet seat special. Okay. Maybe I'd have Email name. jesse at com or <laughs> joseph at com. One get, of them will work. Yes. They'll, they'll both work. They'll both come to me, but they'll both work. <laughs> All right. We're coming to the end of the show. We've got um, just a couple more shout-outs. Mention these on the last. Shout-outs. shout-outs. Shout-outs are so much fun. Please
1: subscribe on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. $4 a month, and not only do you get these awesome pictures in the show notes, but you get us to you say to, whatever yeah. you want. Us whatever, to Yeah.
0: What do you like to, to say? Within within reason, of course, we reserve the right yep. to... Uh, we might put I it in the third crack, crack long, if it's but hilarious
1: but inappropriate.
0: That's right. If uh, Yeah. That's what my next one is going to be. It's going to be a third crack. So hilarious thinking, you know. but inappropriate. Yep. All right. I guess you all better subscribe to the Third Crack so you can hear Jesse's hilarious but inappropriate uh, shout-out submission. All right, so uh, <laughs> yes, I subscribe to our own Patreon. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, we have we have one here from uh, a, an an unnamed supporter. Uh, this is an extra special shout-out. Um, so this is actually going to be going to a photographer. Uh, a shout out to Andrew Rain Photography, a fabulous business in Rome, Georgia. Andrew works hard to provide excellent quality photos that maintain natural colors and tones, and he strives to set the perfect mood to complement any setting in order to capture all of your invaluable, long-lasting memories. This is a little bit of an extra special shout out uh, because it goes to an extra special for an extra special person. Um, we won't, won't normally be shouting out uh, businesses and such, but we want to this time. Instagram, Andrew Rain Photo at Andrew Rain photo. We'll put that in the external. R-A-Y-N-E. How do you spell yeah. it? R-A-Y-N. R-A-Y-N. Uh, Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W-R-A-Y-N photo. Andrew Rain photo. That's quite the shout out. That is quite the shout out. And one more.
1: Uh, it really is for a dear friend of the show. It and, is. Um, she deserves That's right. all of it. And And, and she actually She wouldn't have submitted that so without that good reason. It wasn't like she found a business card in the curb. Was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is some content waiting to
0: happen. <laughs> Uh, and and one more from our dear friend as well. Serious thanks to Joseph and Jesse for allowing me to have fun and a wonderful way to support my hobby, get a behind the scenes look at Copy Lovers Radio, and continue my enthusiasm for editing audio. You guys have been so much fun to work with. Oh, that's a Aww.
1: oh Aww. kind of gives it away who a little bit he or she is
0: if people have been paying attention. Yep, our but, unnamed uh, sponsor, unnamed submission, unnamed unnamed supporter of, of the show. She's been uh, absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So get your shout outs in. We want to, uh, um, we want to have fun with that. Yeah, they are fun. Yep.
1: I'm almost excited for the next month when I get to submit another one.
0: That's right. When it's ridiculous and inappropriate. Ask us questions.
1: Joseph at coffeeloversradio.com. Yep. Jesse
0: at coffeeloversradio.com. That's right. (laughs) They'll, they'll all go to me, but you know, (laughs) maybe you'll let me know. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening. See you on the next one. Absolutely. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Joseph. And Jesse.
1: With Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show and sign up for our email newsletter.
0: Also, check out our new Patreon. Links for the Patreon and shows can be found at coffeeloversradio.com.
1: You can get basic show notes for this show at coffeeloversradio.com. And
0: on our Patreon, you'll be able to find expanded show notes and other fun stuff, too. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Coffee Lovers Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show. The
1: Third Third
0: crack. Crack!